0: I am Dave Pryor. Welcome to Leading Agile Booth here in San Diego. It's Agile 2018, and we're doing interviews all week long with speakers and thought leaders that are here, and right now, Dennis Stevens here. Dennis, thanks for coming by. have been wanting to interview Dennis for a long time, so Dennis works at Leading Agile, and you can describe your role in a second, but I want to give a little context. Troy McGinnis gave a keynote today. Yep. And afterwards, we did the interview, and he was wanting to know where you were because he wanted to thank you because a lot of what he talked about is based on stuff you did. And I don't know if people from the Agile side understand how far back you go with this stuff. So can you kind of give us a quick run through from back in your days, living underneath the pouring water, <laughs> to where you are now? So I
1: came, I came into the Agile community sort of from the lean world. Um, and the theory of constraints world. So okay. the problems that I was solving professionally were large-scale software development, okay. um, product development, legacy rescue. Actually, delivering products for organizations.
0: Okay. And you've got a deep waterfall this PMI, all that. Ca- stuff. Came up. Love.
1: I was I was a PMP. I was running PMOs. I was a CIO. Okay. So I built PMOs. I built this model, but. But what I've been successful at, what I cut my teeth on, is actually getting value to the market quickly. Okay. When, when I discovered the Agile community, it was through a guy named David Anderson, yep. who introduced me to Mike Cottmeyer, who's now my partner, our partner yep. at, at Leading Agile. And, uh, and David was just going, you guys think about this the same way, but coming from different directions. Okay. So you guys need to get together and start talking. So that was when Mike and I Boom. met.
0: Yeah. Okay. And how long ago was that?
1: Uh, Probably 11 years ago now, maybe 12 okay. years ago now.
0: So what I think is so cool about when we get to talk about this stuff is because you have that rich background, you're able to think about it from multiple angles, see it from all those different places. What have people been talking to you about here? What, what kind of themes are coming up?
1: Yeah, so I think I later? think there's a couple of interesting themes. The one that the one that's most striking to me and that I sort of came in paying attention to is this concept of. To a certain extent, we have agile down. we can get delivery teams to do agile uh-huh. there's still some challenges about getting how De- agile and DevOps and some of the product stuff fits together yeah but the really interesting conversations from the from the companies that i've been talking to are this concept of how do I get from strategy down into this agile stuff yeah so so Which um, is
0: weird to me that that's still disconnected like when we teach five levels, we teach that as the mm-hmm. top level
1: yeah, I would say that organizationally. We've done a good job of reinventing how we build software, kind okay. of the way we did it in the 80s, right. where it's all embedded, we're testing in real time, we're learning and adapting. We've done a pretty good job of learning how to get feedback from companies to exploit that yeah. to solve problems. Um, I don't think that we've solved sort of that portfolio-level problem you, in yeah. PMOs, where portfolios are still largely trying to take um, year-long, two-year-long budgets, um, strategic roadmaps, right. pre-committed sort of work and go and try to um, to just execute to that plan. Yeah. And there's there's not, portfolio in my mind, would be a really valuable place to provide capacity, results, other information up to strategies that yeah. are dynamically evolving. And like to show well,
0: how something traces up or is being hindered by something. That's
1: right. Yeah. And 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 then and then making sure that we have sufficient context and feedback mechanisms into the teams okay. to make sure the little fine-tuning that we're doing within our budgets. Are still strateg- strategically aligned, but I think what's interesting is I think that portfolios, in a lot of cases today, are actually putting rigidity yeah. in the planning on top of um, a very dynamic system of delivery that's capable.
0: So I had an example recently at a company where what I learned was strategies decided. Management tells the teams, "This is your project. This is why it's or what the strategy is. This is your project." This is when it has to be done. This is all the stuff that has to be in there. Do it agile. And then no connection. Yeah. So, so, and then what they wanted to know was they kept asking me, how do I know that the feature we're working on right now has met the strategy? Which without releasing it, which you can't right. know unless you're that tightly connected.
1: Yeah. That that it, unless you have a method for going and validating that, right? right? So you have to have some way to have the hypothesis, validate it, learn and 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 adjust as you're going. Um, Agile gives us that, but our portfolio models don't facilitate that kind of interaction with,
0: with so our customers. I could release a feature and see how users respond to it, but then the next question would be, and what? how is that, when we line it up against the strategy, the response to that feature, what that feature's doing? Am I then kind of measuring it against how it fits with the company strategy?
1: So so a long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away, back when we were building business architecture models for Microsoft and stuff like that, we were talking about doing portfolio planning at an outcome basis, at the capability or product level, and, and connecting strategy to the things we had to get better at. And one of the things that we get knew, better
0: at doing like as a team, not features or kicking out the customers.
1: Well, I, I have to get better at paying payroll.
0: Okay. I,
1: I believe that getting better at paying payroll, my customers will buy more product from me.
0: Okay.
1: If I get better at paying payroll, whatever the whatever the capability is. Okay. Um I'm, I'm selling a payroll product. I think that getting better at taxation will make me more attractive in the market. Don't okay. know it. Don't know it. But I can have a hypothesis at the hypothesis at the capability level. What I had to go fund is is solving for that problem and getting yeah. really, really clear on exactly how much better do I have to get at that okay. in order to close that gap. That's not how the world works today. Right. We budget exactly what it's going to look like, what this future is going to be 18 months from now, yeah, and go push that into an organization. The portfolio's job in today's world, in my case, is to for- push that work in and then beat everybody up until it gets delivered. Yeah. There's like so many things wrong with that model. The, the first one is those roadmaps are very often. Uh, capacity and dependency unaware yep so we came up with this great plan so if we could do that well you can't do all that
0: and capability and unaware.
1: capability yeah. unaware it's it's all about getting just I
0: want stuff get it for me
1: activity we're yeah. delivering activities not outcomes right so 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 a healthy agile portfolio yeah knows how to provide information around rapid estimating and planning okay for making uh, your strategy uh, capacity aware Dependency aware, and clarifying the hypotheses that we're testing in the market to achieve our strategy. Yeah, and then it works within the system of delivery to make investments Uh to do the smallest thing necessary to execute on that strategy.
0: So who's going to help the company? I mean, like, what part of the company would focus on this? Like, is management saying, "This is the thing I've decided we need this"? In in most organizations, just executes
1: that. Yeah, in most organizations today. Um, the portfolio team
0: yeah.
1: is is operating from sort of waterfall sort of portfolio planning. Okay. I hate that term, but really, to me, waterfall, other than agile, is um, we're not getting feedback and adapting. It's sure. not about how much planning you're doing. Right. It's about using feedback to adapt. So the portfolio is not using a, a feedback mechanism.
0: Right.
1: To inform the strategy. To monitor and leverage the system to work on that strategy yeah. they're taking, they're taking orders yes breaking it down and shoving it into the
0: system and executing yeah
1: it. so where this should belong and is the in understanding
0: that. of feedback is not that it goes back upstairs it's to build this thing better.
1: yeah that's right. right that's right so what we want to do is we want to be able at that level to go so what we've got is we've got SDLCs we've got portfolio built by PMOs yep. following models which they believe we're using to reduce risk. But they're focused on reducing the risk. To them. To them. They're (laughs) reducing. Their
0: survival in the company. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. they're
1: reducing the risk of not delivering on the budget and the schedule. Yeah. And that's what they're designed to do. But the problem is, the leverage in the organization is not in the risk of the schedule and the budget. Right. The the leverage in the organization is the risk that we don't solve the strategy with the limited resources that we have available. The risk
0: is you're not doing what the company needs you to do, you're just keeping your job.
1: And it's, in, and it's impossible to know up front exactly what that's going to be, particularly when you're budgeting 12, 14, 18 months yeah. out.
0: So, well, can we stick on the PMO for a minute? Yep. All right. A lot of PMOs are not able to do what you... A lot of companies aren't able to do what you that's just right. described yet. A lot of PMOs that are in companies in trans, trans, transition, that word always sounds really weird. Um, they don't know what to do anymore. They're trying to figure out, how do I look at this stuff? how do I connect the strategy back to it? What is our job? Because it used to be about, this is how you work. This is our SDLC. follow it, here's the checklist. Yeah, um, so it's, so it's wh- fascinating. So what is the, the wh- job that the PMO is supposed to do? Well, there's yeah. a
1: couple things. One is, I don't think that the agile community has done itself a service in actually solving that enterprise problem. Okay. When they don't want to be held accountable for a level of throughput and a level of quality, they okay. kind of don't want to be structured and disciplined. Yeah. They don't design themselves to deliver in options that allow me to make st- strategic decisions. Right. We don't know how to do that. We're good at doing daily stand-ups yeah. and delivering sprints. But it's the sequencing of the work and the planning of the work and the risk mitigation and how we plan that work yeah. that we have to get good at this at the Scrum team and program team level.
0: Maybe based on company strategy.
1: Prioritize. Well well so I think I think my portfolio is going to be setting this the, the priority yeah. based on strategy. They're gonna be working with the program teams to synchronize that work. But yeah, to deliver okay. the most valuable thing yeah. through where. So so because we have not put a ton of emphasis into creating predictability and trustworthiness in the delivery organization, we've yeah. been working really hard on making it be all um, lean startup you'll get what you yeah. get when you get it we haven't been <laughs> providing be awesome. yeah we haven't been providing the information to the portfolio team
0: so that they can make choices
1: so they can make choices and they can provide that information up to the business
0: so does that mean that the portfolio team needs to get to sort of an agile state where killer continue whatever making those decisions based on the output of these the output uh, I shouldn't say output what the teams are delivering and yep. how we're seeing it react and then being able to measure does this thing that we just gave them now that we can see how they use it, does that actually solve what the strategy says it needs to solve?
1: Yeah, and so so there's this there's this really so interesting the like whole another feedback loop. Right? A whole other feedback loop. Yeah. There's a really interesting gap in most organizations today, which is our PMOs still drive IT activity.
0: Yeah.
1: In big organizations, and we're not actually tying it into that product side. We still talk about IT and the business. Yeah. So what, what we want the PMO to become is a facilitator of that conversation. What what business are we solving for to solve the problem? Right. What does the capability look like? You've got to help me define this. Now give me the smallest thing that we can do to go prove it. Yeah. I'll go feed that into the system of delivery. We'll get that back and you can go validate it. Yeah. The tighter you can make those loops, yeah. that's what creates
0: agility. So what if I am watching this video and I am the head of a PMO? And I'm still trying to get my head around Agile and all that and figure out what to do with the burn down charts instead of the Gantt charts and how do we all put them together. And you're asking for something that they, they barely understand half of it in the first place. Yeah. Their career did not prepare them to do any of this stuff. Yeah. It's like a whole other thing. A lot of those people are scared because they don't know what to do. Like, How would you, as somebody who has a long history and expertise in both sides of it, how would you mentor or counsel somebody to get started? With that? To, get, to even figure out how to ask the questions, because if you go to an executive and bring have up, they'll be like, yeah, I want that, but they don't even know what to look at. What,
1: what we do, uh-huh. and, and if you look at like our base camp models and you look at how we approach transformation, yeah. we tell the story up front and we say, let's get stable teams. Let's yeah. get predictable. Get the basics. Right? Let's get where we can make and meet commitments. Let's begin to understand how to leverage these stable teams to do rapid estimating of future things. Okay. That's capacity and dependency aware early on. Yeah. That, that's like the first set of things. And we talk about smaller batches and smaller batches, so we, we can cast this vision, but there's a series of steps the organization has to get good at, and it's not about getting better at daily stand-ups. Or getting well, better it's
0: about at, transforming the shape of the organization to support it.
1: Transforming the shape of the organization and the intent of the different tiers. Okay. The intent of the portfolio tier, the intent of the PMO, does not become making sure that we're going to deliver on the date for the cost. Although that still matters. Yeah. We have to do that, but we also have to be aligning that with the outcome. We're not spending money to get a a, a result. We're spending the money to get an outcome. Okay. And so we have to get really, really good at, at solving that problem.
0: Is anybody doing that well right now?
1: You know, we have some clients that have gotten pretty far at that. I, okay. I think in general, in the industry, yeah. we've matured to the point where most people recognize that's the big problem. Okay. We've had three or four conversations with product vendors today, and the product vendors are all saying, this is new capability in our, in our product. The ability to provide this traceability, of course, from, if the, strategy, down from to, strategy down to from strategy down to deliver. Of course, if the organization doesn't operate that way, yeah, or the portfolios don't know how to operate that way, they're not selling it,
0: okay. but, but
1: they're seeing it as a problem. Um, okay. Right. They but know the, it needs
0: to be there, even though people maybe haven't asked for it or don't know that they need it. Right?
1: They're sensing in the organization that that's a need we need to solve, okay. but they 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 s- selling a tool. Yeah, isn't going to solve that
0: problem. No, because you still have to figure out how the organization's going to decide how to measure the strategy and whether you have alignment and all that stuff. So
1: so the way that we would solve it is we would go in and we would say, here's how you need to operate to be successful in the organization. And the executives in these businesses would go, that's absolutely true, that's how we have to operate. What do we do differently? And we'd go, stabilize your teams, Mm -hmm. understand to become capacity aware, get a really stable predictable system using agile, but predictable to outcomes, and then start to leverage this smaller batch better feedback system through this lens of capabilities or products to have strategic conversations with the business so it's really about rising this up five ten years ago it was all about getting the team to deliver the last several years it's been all about getting the product management integrated with the delivery team the next tier is using the portfolio tier to integrate with the business the challenge is we have the same organizational boundaries to overcome we did with SDLC and the software yeah. development organization 10 years ago. We have the same organizational barriers to overcome that we did with the product management um, yeah. being independent from the product. Now we've got to get the strategy integrated into the
0: system. Okay. So I want to sort of shift gears a little bit. Um, I agree with everything that you're saying. That is a gap. Mm-hmm. And even I see that in my classes now. Like it comes up. And you're saying we've basically solved how to make Agile work, which made me. The interview I did with Ron and Chet, they were talking about how we still haven't really fixed the fundamental problem of not treating developers like crap all the time and pushing yeah. work on them. So yeah. it's like there's a new problem and we got this thing, but the thing that was supposed to, the problem that that was supposed to fix, it didn't really fix that. That's exactly right.
1: Yeah, because the because the portfolio today Yeah. In general, in organizations, is still about taking a capacity unaware, yep. dependency unaware, giant batch of work, just make it happen, and shoving it into the system as hard as possible.
0: Yeah, because because like a, the belief system like is one of those those tree grinder thing. Yeah,
1: because <laughs> the belief system is is that developers, given half a chance, will just be lazy and do nothing. But right. what I believe there's a couple things. This goes in a couple of interesting directions. Um, one of them is. That's why it has to be capacity defined. Yeah. The portfolio's job is to balance capacity with strategic demand. Right. It's got to balance that. But the second thing that becomes really, really important now is the portfolio group has to manage the risk that we're not going to be able to deliver the outcomes for the dollar. So If you remember any of my risk management talks from the last 10 mm-hmm. years, we talk about the five classes of risk, mm-hmm. and I talk about the capacity of the system. Is the one that PMOs put all of their energy into managing. How hard are we working on this stuff? How big is this work?
0: What's our utilization?
1: It's the least leverageable piece of information in the system. It's going to take about as long as it's going to take to to build this. Yep.
0: It's easy to measure.
1: Um, The 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 places I have leverage are in my scope. I can I can I can I can vary scope. I can vary the details of scope within my budget to deliver on the outcome. Okay. Okay. Um, it's in dependencies. I can do a better job of planning my work ahead of time and okay. orchestrating my work, so I'm not getting bottlenecked with a bunch of unresolved dependencies that we all have to wait for three years or 18 months or 12 months to integrate and validate. There's there's a ton of leverage in dependencies in every
0: organization. Yeah, but a lot of those dependencies are kind of the structure of the organization. I mean, yep. and we've talked about that Yeah, So there.
1: we, we got we to get the teams right. We've got to understand our architectural and technical constraints. We have to synchronize the work to minimize the risk from those dependencies inherent in an organization. Over time, we'll make economic investments to remove those dependencies. But but up front, if they exist, I can't pretend like they don't exist. We have to make sure that we're synchronizing the work for feedback loops. I have to make sure that I'm I'm learning frequently if I'm building the right thing and have the ability to trim the pattern or to trim the tail when I get done, or to stop if it's a bad right. idea, right? And then the last one is around technologies. We have interesting challenges today that um, most organizations are moving too fast to really use right technologies or leverage technology but they correctly. they want to
0: go faster. That's why they buy the address.
1: They, they, go, they go faster, but they actually end up delivering more slowly, because all of these things, by, by, by not using... The weight of them all. Oh, yeah, by not using my DevOps, by not doing CI, CD, by not building good tests, by not knowing how to do test data management, I dramatically, I can get code written faster, but I dramatically slow down my ability to deliver um, over time or maintain that code over time. And then, because we have integration becomes a critical thing in all these applications today, there's very few siloed apps being built. If I have two or three crappy pieces of code now built, because I didn't have the time to build it right, then, then, I go back to the dependency problem.
0: So do you think that we should be when you were just talking about this, what I started thinking was if we started the interview, we already know that people are trying to get a feedback loop on the product and the features we put into other people's That's sites. right. And we're talking about creating a feedback loop as to whether when those products are released, that thing is actually tying back to the strategic goals and actually meeting the strategic goals. Yep. But when you're talking about the risks that you just talked about, I'm also thinking there needs to be another kind of feedback loop where the company can assess how it is growing and changing to better support an environment that allows this stuff to flourish.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So and that's is right. Anybody
0: looking at, does anyone measure or track that in any way? Well, well, we are. Okay.
1: Right? We're trying to build that in. Do we have that embedded anywhere? We have a couple of clients that did the risk stuff really, really well, okay. that did the portfolio stuff really, really well. And and they were having pretty tremendous success when they were doing it. In one case, at least that I know of, a new CIO came in with a new portfolio director, and they destroyed it all. Okay. And they went from being able to deliver stuff all the time to not being able to deliver.
0: Right? They went back to what they'd always done. It's all about change. Well, yeah, but, but the system is strong, and the system is built to fight off the virus of change. That's right. And that could be a testament to how well built that organization is. I mean, it's fortified.
1: That it, it's a matter of it's a matter of not deeply understanding yeah. um, how we have to build the agile teams and design the teams yeah. to live within the constraints and goals of the organization to maximize our chances of successfully delivering the strategy. Okay, it's a complex problem. It's a big problem, and nobody's looking at that whole stack from top to
0: bottom. And it's not it's not it's being solved. Being people are starting to see it as an issue. It seems like there's new. Problems people are discovering because, like you said, the basics are kind of yeah, we got that down, um, and they're kind of open and not fixed yet.
1: And it manifests the same itself. same way that
0: value for so long was like how do you define it? I'm like ah
1: yeah yeah, but it manifests itself in different ways. So so Ron and Chet are saying developers getting killed yeah by poor quality code, by unmanaged dependencies that they're forced to overcome, right. by. 10 times more whip in the system than they have capacity to deliver. Yeah. None of that is within the control of the scrum teams. Right. None of that is really within the control of the program teams. Yeah. Right. So, so it's a brutal problem. All that stuff has to be solved at the portfolio and strategic alignment level.
0: Okay.
1: Um, but our PMOs today, for the most part, not are not designed, not designed to, do that. to solve for that problem.
0: So I'm going to kind of end with this question. Do you think that the idea of the PMO needs to be completely redefined.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's tricky. I think there are clearly smart people out there running PMOs that are trying to solve these problems. Yeah. I think typically they're using they're using poor patterns to solve for it, because they don't understand. The only
0: patterns they know. The only
1: patterns they know. They yeah. don't understand how to solve it better. I think that there still tends to be a, such an organizational chasm between um, strategy, business, and IT, yeah. that those are just brutally difficult obstacles to overcome. Yeah. Um, I I would suggest that most PMOs are designed today to maximize the PMO people's ability to be successful in the system they live in. And and, and the fact that it tends to be, uh, in conflict, and
0: often at the expense of, the people, the, doing expense the, work. of yeah. the people
1: doing the work, and the organization's ability to deliver yeah. strategies. Well,
0: so that's sort of why I'm asking, I mean, it kind of feels like it should be blown up. And like When I talk with John Cutler, he, he asked this question one time, what would you hire a Sprint for? And now I'm thinking, if you didn't have anything like a PMO, and you're like, we need something to fill this gap, what would you hire that to do, what job would it be really to do, and maybe if you wanted to, the job to be to connect the strategy down. The whole idea of it needs to be redesigned.
1: It's to connect strategy yeah. to execution. It's also to inform strategy with capability, with and, capacity.
0: And protect the organization from putting itself at risk by trying to jam too much stuff in the Both sides. Yeah. To
1: keep the business from putting itself at
0: risk. And the teams.
1: And the teams from putting yeah. themselves
0: at risk. This is cool. This was a great conversation. Good. So if people want to get in touch with you and ask you some more questions, they can obviously go to Leading Agile. Yep. Right? And Twitter is Dennis Stevens. Yep. Any other way you want them to find you? Dennis at leadingagile.com. All right. Dude, thanks a lot. This was great. Thank you. All right. Keep watching. We're going to be a couple more interviews tonight. In a few hours, we'll pick up again. And we'll have a whole bunch tomorrow. Uh, That's it. Thanks.